Good evening, everyone. So, there's been something going on with me, and I guess where to begin is I spoke in a previous podcast about my difficulties receiving gifts, um, gifts of love, material gifts, those kinds of things. And I will explain why. And then go into what God has been working me through uh, because of that. Uh, As a child growing up, uh, getting gifts and receiving gifts was never a positive thing um, because my parents struggled together in their marriage and were very abusive and destructive and toxic. Thus, every holiday birthday was not a happy moment most of the time it ended up in fighting arguments it was that's just what we grew up with and then um when my mother remarried and i was about eight years old and my mother remarried a man and he was my father figure for the next 10 years until i was 18. so his parenting the way he parented me impacted my life severely. It impacted my behaviors. It impacted my mental state. Um, So I speak on this time in my life often because it had a severe impact on the way I portrayed the world. So I gave an example in my previous podcast as you know, when I received a gift and there was a negative attachment to it. I will give another example to why I I fear, you know, receiving anything or it always was like, I get something and something bad's going to happen. There always was something negative attached to it. So there was, right before Christmas time, my mother and my stepfather went out And they often went out. They probably went out almost every night of the week to the bar. And I became the mother to the three other siblings I had taking care of the house, taking care of everything, cooking the meals. I mean, I did everything. Um, I even took my sister to school with me one time because my mother was too hungover to watch her. But... This night in particular, my stepfather beat her severely, which was, this happened often, but the fact was I happened to have been able to hear the whole story, bits and pieces, and been able to place it together because the cops came to our house. Her face was just beat in. He also hit another woman. He slapped my uncle around. It was a crazy, crazy evening. And he got away with it. He was never charged. I mean, the cops are looking at my mother in the face. She's bawling and nothing was done. And I remember just like, please take him away. This can't be happening. So I wrote this all down. I used to journal as a child because I got my thoughts out and I rolled it all down and 
I called it the monster because he was the monster to me. And I hid this in my room. So one of these times, as he often does, he went through my room. I never had any privacy. He went through every drawer I had. He went through every piece of clothing. There was nothing I had that he did not touch or hold or have or see. And I mean absolutely nothing. And I knew that this was just the price I paid living under this roof and I had to live there. So Christmas Eve, he sits me down at the table and he puts it on the table and he goes, what is this? And I almost died. We live on a farm. He potentially could do to me what he does to my mother. Anytime he could just start beating us and there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing. Nobody ever did anything and everybody knew. So I remember sitting there looking at it like, he's gonna kill me. Now that I've written it down, it's there. What is he gonna do to keep me from saying anything because we were never allowed to talk about these things. And he looked at me, he goes, you're a liar, you're wrong. And he berated me for hours about this this story that I fabricated but let me tell you I'm a very detailed person and that's probably why he berated me for so long is because I put in every single detail that I had accumulated in that letter and it obviously terrified terrified him as I look back now that that would be a terrifying thing to have to actually read what you did to another human being all on paper but he sat there just beating it into my mind how wrong I was and it's Christmas Eve and oh look at this and bought and he just carried on and carried on and then next we go sit underneath the Christmas tree and we all get to unwrap a gift and he hands me mine and he looks at me, he goes, happy Christmas Eve. And it just, it killed me. I mean, it just was like, he took the joy and the love out of every bit of thing in my life. He took it out of reading, he took it out of school, he took it out of my singing. He even took it out of holidays, out of birthdays. He always found a way to just strip it away from me. There was nothing he didn't take the joy out of from me. And I just hated Christmas after that. I hated it. I hated receiving anything. And then he would buy my mother lavish gifts after beating her face in. And when I'm saying beat her face in, I mean, her nose was busted. Both of her eyes are black. I don't know how many times her, the bones on her face had been busted. It was just, it was a mess. And nobody did anything and she stayed. And uh, I remember one time he bought her a saddle set for a horse she never rode to pay back for beating her face in. 
And it just set in my mind that I never wanted to receive a gift from anybody like that. If I'm mad at you, stay away from me. And uh, that really just embedded a negative example of gift giving and love in my mind. Because I struggle to receive things. I struggle to give myself things. Two months ago, and this is how God has been working in my life. Now that I've shared that very deep part of my history, here I am trying to start my new life. I'm finally allowing good things to happen to me. I stopped self-sabotaging with wanting to cope with drinking, wanting to cope with toxins. I want to, you know, have a degree. I want to give my family something. You know, I love God and I'm, I just love serving in my community. And now here I am finally deciding to create a home. And God's like, okay, we're going to do this thing. We're at the store and he's like, we've been thinking about curtains. I have the perfect set for you. And it was a really hard purchase. The curtain rod was like $40, but it was this white rustic. It was just gorgeous. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And the curtains were, it was the last set and they were expensive. I think it was $60 total I spent on this curtain set. And God's like, no, this is my money. And everything financial that comes into my home comes from God. So right off the top, 13% goes to my church. Anything that comes into my home in financial, 13% right away goes to my church, whether it's $5, whether it's $10, whether it's 100 whether it's 1000 whether it's 4000 you name it, the church gets 13%. And then God dictates, not dictates, he shows me how to steward the rest out to wherever it needs to go. Now, here I had extra and he goes I want you to have these I especially wanted you to have these they're perfect and I didn't understand at the time why because my house was very bare and empty I had the bare necessities so I get home I'm so excited I put up the curtains I'm like wow it's so gorgeous blah 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 I'm so excited yay right and literally that night I fall apart And I'm staring at these curtains and I start bawling. How could I purchase something like this? So extravagant. $60 for curtains? How stupid am I? I couldn't believe it. And I go, God, I can't do this. I can't. I I felt like I was suffocating. And I'm bawling. And I'm like, I got to take them back. I'm taking them back. I'm taking them back. I don't care. I can't do this. This is so selfish. I felt so selfish. Like, how could I? Like, for curtains? And they're gorgeous. Like, they're they're me. They It feels like they just fit. But I couldn't get over the fact of that it was for me. Now, mind you... I've given my daughter $300 to go buy soccer supplies and I didn't even blink about it. I didn't even 
think twice about it. I don't even think twice about giving the church 13%. I don't even think twice about what my kids need or those kinds of things. I don't. But man, those curtains, it took me a week to get over and accept that God wanted me to have these. And I'm not just saying it was just this thought or intuition. No, God's talking to me, telling me no. And he's hugging me and he's saying, no, I want you to have these. There's a purpose. Trust me. Just believe me. It's just you have to allow this to happen. So I finally got over that. And I love my curtains. I'm going to tell you, I'm looking at them right now. And I absolutely am so grateful that I got these. There has not been another set of these curtains at the store since then so I'm very grateful so you know it's been little things since then um that have been you know kind of like should I okay I'm going to they've been little things little things so this last week I'm getting ready to go back to work and it seems like God wanted me to pull out of the stop all the stops out and he goes I want you to allow me to do things through you freely it's going to be for others and for you and for your children and you're just going to we're just, it's just going to be like it's just going to be you're going to be going through some stretching through all of this i'm going to be testing you you're going to be doing things you're going to be going beyond the limits of your own knowledge of what you think you could handle and i'm like ah you know and it, it's a lot tougher than i thought but then came financial purchases now there's things i need and that i understand i don't have a problem doing that but i usually buy very cheap things so there realized we needed to buy shower things and um we purchased this matching like beautiful bathroom stuff all put together piece by piece and then it came together and I'm like oh my gosh it's so beautiful it's gonna match the couch cover it's gonna match the house the apartment everything like I'm actually decorating my apartment it's so beautiful and I'm looking at it and then I got a matching towel set that are just like with faith and hope on it and I'm so excited and I'm looking at this and I'm like oh next week everything's gonna come and the hooks for the shower curtains are gonna be rose little roses and like it's gonna have butterflies and everything's gonna be beautiful and it all is like so beautiful and then I went to Walmart today to buy the last bits and pieces of things needed to bring everything together um, to really bring my apartment together to actually have a home not just a place I'm living but a home with things I want and as I'm walking through Walmart I realized I know who I am, I know what I want, and I, I, I don't want to settle anymore. And it felt really good to realize I don't want the cheap things, I don't want quantity, I just want some really nice things that just all come together nice. And as I'm doing this, I'm just like, wow, you know what? Like, I'm not just buying things because they're on sale. I'm not just buying things because more is better. Um, I'm buying things because it's nice just to buy something nice right off the get-go and have it for a really long time. And I'm not buying things just because everybody else is buying it. Like, 
I'm buying things that are true to my soul, my nature, and it's just coming together in such a beautiful feminine way. It's absolutely amazing. And it took piece by piece by piece by piece. So I get home and I was like, oh man, you know, I I started thinking about everything like, wow, you know, this is, it's beautiful. We bought a birthday gift. My son, he got some things and my daughter, she's got some things and it felt so, like I had so much love doing this. It felt so beautiful to do these things for others. And then I, I took a nap. And I woke up with this plaguing feeling. And I just, I just been plagued. Like I started not feeling right. I just, I went to go braid my hair and I wasn't getting the braid right. And I kept redoing it, kept redoing it. And I was getting frustrated, frustrated. And I got so frustrated, I started to cry. And I I didn't understand. I was like, why am I crying over not being able to braid my hair right? But it was coming out. And I literally started crying and punching my thighs. And I'm serious. I'm in my bathroom and I'm crying because I can't braid my hair right. And I'm punching my thighs wondering why I feel this way. I feel like this intense feeling that uncomfortable feeling I feel uncomfortable like I don't like how I feel I don't like it I'm just like god I don't understand why I'm so angry this is so stupid to cry over this like why am I crying he's trying to come for me he's like you just need to be calm just it's all right it's just hair it's what's on the inside and I finally get calm and then later on I'm still even more frustrated I'm just really, really frustrated. And I don't like how I feel. And I start crying again. I'm like, I just don't feel right. Like, I just feel like, just, I don't like how I feel. And I just really, I don't know what it was that was plaguing me. So I'm, I'm taking my shower and I'm just like, God, I don't know what's plaguing me. And I was like, I don't even feel like having tea and trail mix tonight. And that's like our nightly thing. You know, I sit and I have a cup of tea and I eat this amazing trail mix that I'm, you know, all created, all natural. So it's so amazing. And then I read my purpose driven life and I journal in it. I'm like, I don't even feel like drinking tea or having trail mix tonight. And God, he feels things and he gets sad and he's like, no, Christine. He goes, you don't do it because you feel like doing it. Do it because you're committed to do it. It's a loving thing. And right now you need to feel some love. And I take a deep breath like this. And I go, you're right. I do need to do it whether I feel like it or not. And I'm going to. And he goes, okay. And so I get out. You know, I... I make the tea and I get it down and I start reading the book and I'm just like oh man you're really just speaking to me like you always do every chapter like there's always something in it beyond just what the words are saying when you're searching for God he will show you it said it in this chapter he will share with you secrets of this world that are true to you between you and him he will deepen that relationship and he was showing me things And it just started clicking like, you know, I, 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 I started journaling and I realized 
wow, I'm still struggling with receiving things that are just nice. Like, I still, like, am beating myself. Physically, I was beating myself up today over purchasing nice things for my home that I enjoy, that I like, that I love because they cost a little bit of extra money than I normally would have spent and they weren't cheap and they're nice. And because I spent that little bit of extra money instead of thinking logically and just buying what was cheap and buying what was on sale, that would have been the smart choice, right? That's what I think, like be logical. Instead of just going with what my heart was saying. Like I wanted to follow logic, but I, but instead of following my heart, and I was beating myself up over it, and I didn't even realize at the time what it was about. I didn't understand that in doing this, God was bringing out that that thing I hadn't faced yet about receiving things. And I'm over here punching my thighs, and I was aggressively doing it. I, it hurt. And I'm like, I was beating myself up over purchasing nice things that I would enjoy. Like, I didn't deserve those things. I was still, like, holding myself back from being happy. I wasn't allowing myself to be happy. But yet, here I was in the same breath spending $130 to get a screen fixed on um, a phone that my son absolutely loves and appreciates. Um, I'm buying beautiful gifts for other people that I don't even have a second guess on like it was just I knew I had to do it but when it came to me like something just that I would enjoy it really was like I felt so guilty and I and as I'm journaling I realized wow I'm still struggling with this and I just started crying, like, and I'm still fresh over it, because this was about 30 minutes ago I realized this, and I realized I want to share it as it's fresh in my emotions and in my mind, because I'm not the only one who goes through this in our journey of, like, becoming whole and searching in our creator and just loving ourselves and loving others. Like, this is a struggle for everybody, and uh, I was just like, I just, I don't want that anymore. I don't want to struggle receiving things. If I can give freely, I want to be able to receive things from people. I don't want to have that plaguing feeling. I don't want to have this plaguing feeling of doing, like buying nice things like curtains and, and like having my bathroom look nice, having a nice home. I don't want to be in my bathroom bawling, beating myself up over it. I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of self-sabotaging myself. And he goes, okay, now I want you to surrender it. And I'm like, God, on this one, I really don't know what that looks like. How do I just surrender this? And he goes, you just do. You just say, I'm going to surrender. And now that you know that this is a problem, that you don't like it, that it's a negative seed. Now you know where it comes from. Now you know it does exist. Now you know you're giving it to me. 
So when you get nice things, you'll go, I can't beat myself up over it anymore. I'm going to remind you every time I bring something nice to you, somebody gives you something, somebody does something nice for you. I'm going to remind you to allow it because I want you to have these things. People allow people to love you. And that's the greatest thing is now I'm going back to work. Now I'm going back after two months of really isolating myself in this, this cleansing, this construction and all of this. Now I'm going back out into the world, going back around people. And I have to allow people to love me. I have to allow these things. How am I ever going to be a a healthy person in a healthy relationship if I keep rejecting things? And not just, you know, friendships, romantic relationships, any kind of relationship. I can't be in a friendship relationship, uh, a a spousal relationship, a church relationship, my child's relationship. How are my children supposed to give me things if I, I still have this thing inside of me? So I sat there and I go, okay, God, you're right. It is that easy. And I was like, I surrender it. And I say those words out loud because then it's a verbal commitment to God. And we have to make those verbal commitments. We have to say them out loud. We can't just kind of say it in our head and kind of swish it around. Because that makes it a gray thing where we can kind of justify later on. Well, I really didn't commit. I really didn't this. We make excuses. When I say surrender, I really mean you have to say it out loud. You have to say it like God's right in front of you. You're right, God. I do surrender it. And that's what I say. I don't care if my kids are sitting there because they know I talk to God all the time. I I don't care who sees me. When I need to say something to God, I say it out loud. And I did say that. I go, God, I do surrender. You're right. And I meant it. I'm done. Like, I don't want to be this person that questions every time somebody gives me something. If there is an ulterior motive other than they just want to love me. So there was something that just, it was like this ugly, dark matter particle was inside of my chest, right? Around my heart. I'm going to do my best to describe it for somebody to understand. It was like a dark matter particle. Like it was just in around my heart and it like slowly detached. Imagine like you have this chest cold and you finally like you cough up this this thing that's just been sticking to your lungs for so long and it finally just releases and comes out and it's lifted off your lungs off your chest off your heart that heavy weight is lifted off and it's gone like it was weighing me down this thing this toxic mindset that had been placed in me from my childhood had been weighing me down from being loved by friends and family and other people and what a beautiful thing for God to free me from that to know he knew I needed this before 
I could go back into the world and really have dealt with everything. I didn't know it was still there until about 30 minutes ago. And he knew by having me go through all these things and all this week through everything, through this migraine, through this pain, through this feels like a riot in my life, just feels like a bombarding of just one thing after another and just like constant, 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 keep moving. You know, it was meant to just really lift out all these last little bits and pieces. And here's another one. I didn't even know it was there. I could have never known it was there. No human understanding could ever know that these things, these dark things lie within us. And that's why I share them in such explicit detail is because until you start like going, there's, this isn't right. And you start questioning it and you start going to God, you're never going to truly heal from the things you don't understand because I didn't know this was there. So how was I ever going to heal from it? I would have went the rest of my life carrying this with me. And I would have been beating myself up over thinking like today, I thought I was mad because I couldn't braid my hair right. It had nothing to do with it because that's what my human eyes saw. In the moment I was brushing my hair, in the moment I was trying to look nice, but really underneath, below that flesh level, below that spiritually, I was still carrying the subconscious behavior of wanting to beat myself up over receiving nice things, having nice things, you know, and, and believing I deserved it, believing I'm worth it. I had somebody tell me that you have to believe you're worth it and you are. And, you know, sometimes I'm just like, oh, but not so much, you know, like not like everybody else. And it's like, it's a weird thought to have that. Like, why would I think that? Because it's been instilled in me and I have to instill it. I have to allow God to instill it. But see, beyond that flesh level, I think it was brushing my hair. It was me holding myself back from just like letting myself be happy. And on a spiritual level, it was me fighting, letting go of that, that toxic weight, that thing that was holding me down and, and weighing down my spirit and allowing me to move forward, to be loved by others so that my friends could love me. And I wasn't like, why are you giving me this gift? Cause I do that a lot. Like I spend a lot of time, like somebody gave me something, I would dwell on it for a long time. I had somebody once, <laughs> personal story. I had somebody once give me laundry detergent. It was really good laundry detergent. I actually switched my laundry detergent to what this person gave me. Cause it was that good. But when I got home, I stared at it like, uh-uh. And then I got scared. And I don't know why. I mean, I know why now because I, I feared what came behind it. Like, I didn't understand. I had a hard time accepting that people sometimes want to give you things. So I stuck it in a Ziploc bag because I'm all about, like, spiritual, like, warfare. Bringing stuff into my home and I'm not sure, you know. So I stiff it, stick it in a Ziploc bag <laughs> and I put it up in one of my closets 
and I left it there for like a week. I left it there for a week. And God's like, why are you doing this? I wanted you to have this. The funny thing was, was God wanted me to have this very laundry detergent. He goes, it's a loving thing for me to have brought this to you in such a way. He goes, I wanted you to have it this way. And I want you to learn how to accept this thing like this. Otherwise, you're never going to accept things. And I was like, he goes, I want you to take it out of the Ziploc bag and I want you to start using it. And I did. And you know what? That was the greatest thing God could have ever done for me. Because, you know, I can't live like that. We can't live like that. So there's my personal experience, you guys. It can be brutal. Like when you go through this, these things, it's emotionally distressing. And for somebody like me, I used to drink to not have to go through all this healing I'm going through now because sometimes it was just so confusing and like I had so much that I stuffed down I couldn't filter through what was really going on I just couldn't it was all just coming out at once and now I'm just getting better at it and better at it and I want everybody to have healing so I hope this helps somebody I know this helps somebody out there and I love you guys um it's Sunday now I stayed up late it's 12 22 but I love each and every one of you God bless you and thank you for listening